Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellows Podcast. My name is Carlos. Yeah, my name is Ozzy. In this episode, we will be reviewing Snatched and discussing This Week in TV. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Ozzy, how you doing, man? Uh, you know, I'm kind of doing okay, you know? Not doing amazing, as I usually am. But I'm not doing extremely tired, like, again, I am usually am. So, I mean, it's kind of in between. It's a, I'm in a nice place. Nice place, you know, just kind of cruising, cruising. Yeah. How you doing? I'm doing pretty well. I, I mean, I know you were up late last night watching The Blacklist. Did you finish that, or, you know? I didn't finish it, actually. Uh, I, I, I'm only, like, an episode behind now. Not bad, not bad. Um, see, I, the last couple of days, have just been working on TV and movies, and so I've been watching so much. Um, just because, like, if you don't know, I'm still in Virginia. I think I've said this on the last episode. And everyone else is gone. So it's basically just me at my friend's house in Virginia. So I don't have anything else to do except watch Netflix. So that's what I've been doing. And... Yes, I binged an entire or season two of Master of None last night. That happened. Um, there's just so many different things, and I'll talk about a bunch of them in recommendations. But geez, I've watched a lot. <laughs> you lucky person! Like I wish I could have done that. I mean, not everything. I mean, you watch way more TV than I do, anyways. But now you watch even more TV than I do. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's kind of, I don't know, it, it definitely has a end date on it because I mean, my intensive starts on Monday and then all of my time goes away. So, you know, I have the rest of this weekend to continue to watch things at the pace I'm watching them until it's just horrible. So yeah. (laughs) All right. Let's move on to snatched. Um, Ozzy, what were your expectations going into this? And then what were your overall thoughts? Man, I really wanted this to be funny. You know, I was hoping that it'd be funny. I really wanted it to be funny because the trailer kind of got me laughing. And um, I I will say this. It's better than a lot of 2016 comedies. Okay. But not by a lot. I mean, I chuckled a few times here and there. You know, I was was like, ha, (laughs) that's funny. But, you know. Uh, that's why it's better than a lot of 2016 comics. Uh, because I only laughed once, maybe once in some of them, not a lot. And this yeah. one only made me laugh about a few times. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe five, six times I laughed. So, you know, we're, we're improving in the world. You know, we're, st- we're making steps. All right. But, um, I mean, I, I think uh, I thought it was... It was a bad movie, though. It was a bad movie. Really? I will say that. Okay. Yes. Um, that's that's interesting. You see, I I did not like the Travis movie, so I was not expecting much on that end. But at the same time, I mean, Trainwreck was really good. Did you ever see Trainwreck? Nope. Okay. Trainwreck was really good, and that was another um, Amy Schumer movie. And so I, I kind of was like, well, maybe this one will surprise me. And it did to some extent. I mean, 
to be honest, the thing that I thought was going to be the worst part of the movie ended up being probably my favorite part of the movie. So that is a good thing. And then, but there's definitely a lot of stuff that a lot of the weaknesses of Trainwreck were worse in this one. So I don't know. It's interesting, but let's get into the positives. Um, and I will start, oh, maybe you can help me with the name here, but the guy who played Amy Schumer's brother. Okay. Um, remember I his, remember name? his name. Okay. Uh, I don't remember the name, but, oh, I think, yeah, it's, uh, his, his name is Ike Barnholtz is the actor. And I think his name is Jeffrey. Okay. Jeffrey. Mills. Yeah. See, I, going off the trailers, I thought he was going to be the absolute worst part of the movie. I was like, this dude is going to annoy the crap out of me. And it's when the movie started, I was like, oh, here we go. But he ended up probably being my favorite part of the movie. Not going to lie. Um, I thought he was really funny. And um, yes, he yeah, maybe. I mean, I could totally see how someone would be annoyed by his character. But I think that I was, was annoyed by his character. See, I, I think that was kind of the point. But at the same time, like. I I really I thought he was really funny and he played only, off he played off Amy Schumer really well and then even the scene in the trailer when he's on the phone with the um with the oh crap the FBI agent no, he's not FBI but you know the government guy he's on the phone with him and he's like doing the whole A team bit that did not work for me at all in the trailer but I thought it actually did work in the movie in the context of the movie and then that scene is just the start of this entire kind of bit that they keep doing. And it really worked for me. So I actually thought he was, he ended up being my favorite part of the movie. Um, so that, that actually did surprise me. So <laughs> what about you? <laughs> uh, I think that scene was, was a really good scene between him and the, uh, and the federal agent. The first one. Oh, that, that, that no, I thought like that scene where they were talking and then they started insulting each other. Oh yeah, but that was a pretty good scene. I think that was probably like a probably like one of my favorite scenes. My favorite character was actually uh, Ruth. She was played by Wanda Sykes. I just love I love Wanda Sykes. I think just the way she has her comedic timing and everything, she's really natural with it. Yeah, I thought she was good and, too. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Wanda Sykes was my favorite. Definitely my favorite. Her comedic timing is always amazing to me, and I, I really did like her her character, and then I also liked her her chemistry when with uh, Joanne Cusack's character Barb. Uh, I really did like those two together. The pairing was 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 funny. I liked it. So uh, every time they were every time those two were together on screen, I, I it was pretty much a fun. It was pretty much a fun time. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I definitely. I really liked uh, Ruth. I, I wasn't the biggest fan of Barb, but I mean, she had her funny moments, but yeah, it, it worked enough. Um, and Amy Schumer. Now, okay, this is where we have to kind of get into the whole Amy Schumer issue. Are you an Amy Schumer fan? Nope. Okay. And I know a lot of people aren't. Bob is not definitely. I mean, he's had uh, choice things to say about her, probably on his own podcast, I believe. And... I know, but actually, my sister really likes her. I, I know a lot of people that do and actually enjoy Amy Schumer. And, see, I've never, I don't sit down and watch, like, um, comedy specials or anything like that. So, I don't know her from that. I can just judge her off the movies that I see her in. And I have liked her in most movies that I see her in. Now, in this movie, um, she definitely sometimes will go and make a joke where you're just like, 
that was i think that was supposed to be funny but it was almost like it was just supposed to be funny because it's raunchy and that again we've said that before i believe we said that on like a movie like bad moms or a movie like um uh what's what's a sausage party is an obvious choice you know where where it's not you can't just say something raunchy or inappropriate and then have us think that it's funny just because it's raunchy or inappropriate that doesn't always work um and I think she, that she can fall in that trap sometimes where she just says something that's supposed that's supposedly inappropriate and it's supposed to be funny because she's saying it. It's like, no, it actually has to like be a joke and work as a joke. It can't just be inappropriate. Um, but for the most part, I actually did enjoy her in this movie. Uh, despite all despite those kind of things, I did enjoy her in this movie for the most part. And I think the jokes that she did make hit more than they missed. So that's what I'll say on the Amy Schumer issue. Now, if you don't like Amy Schumer just as a person, then you know what? Maybe you're not going to enjoy this movie, so don't go see it. I don't know. Um, what else do you got, Ozzy? I'm going to say that they did catch, capture some of the beauty of um, what they go Ecuador yep. pretty well, and also Colombia. Uh, they didn't catch it as good as Narcos does, but, I mean, they did capture some of the beauty well, I will say that. Um, yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, the last kind of positive that I have is something, I, another thing that, again, surprised me. Again, I was not really looking forward to this movie at all. Um, when I first saw the trailer, for this, I was just like, okay, like, where are we going? And then the plot kicks in. I'm like, oh, gosh, this is going to be dumb. But the thing is, and again, surprised me, is I the the actual adventure that they go on, the it's is yes it is ridiculous and yes there are elements of it that i'm like this just is dumb like it doesn't make any sense at all but it was actually really fun the adventure that they go on is really fun i was expecting to be like okay they get kidnapped and they're trying to escape but it actually takes some turns that i wasn't expecting and it goes in different directions who's the kind of is he australian the the one australian guy who they get to guide them he was, um, I thought when it took that turn, I was like, okay, this is a really interesting direction to take it. And then something happens with him and you're just like, I saw that coming, but it's still kind of funny that it did go in this direction. Um, so I don't know. I ended up liking and th thinking that it, overall the story was a fun adventure and I didn't mind being on that in that story. So I don't know if you agree or not, but that's the last positive I have. Um, disagree fair enough <laughs> all right we will move on do you have anything else in positives or you want to move on to negatives nope all right you did not like this movie more than i did so all right what do you got ozzy i think a lot of amy schumer's jokes failed in this film i thought she tried way too hard for a lot of them way too hard to make people laugh and i think it failed i really did i think that she you know, tries. I think a lot of. I think the problem with a lot of comedians is today, like they try to go over the top with their jokes, and it it doesn't hit. You know, it, it, there's nothing natural about. The, one of the things that was that was funny about the the first Hangover was it's it, a lot of the jokes in there were just natural. You know, it felt really natural, and I feel like that's a lot of problem with comedy movies now today is that they try extremely hard to make a joke happen. And it's not work, and it doesn't. It doesn't work I, for me. A lot of her jokes did not work. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I've already said that I actually thought that most of her jokes did work. Now there definitely is some that miss, and um, the one that sticks out like a sore thumb to me. I mean, there's definitely other things, but um, I don't remember them, so I guess that speaks to that. But the one that sticks out like a sore thumb to me that didn't work was the one where she talked about her tattoo, her tramp stamp. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. That was just like, what? what? That, nobody says, like, I don't know. That was one of those situations where I definitely agree with you. It's like, nobody talks like that. And it just kind of was like, you're just saying that to be disgusting and thinking it's funny. And it's not really. So I definitely had some of that, but I will disagree that I thought more of it worked than didn't. Um, but yeah. Uh, as for negatives for me, I mean, there's definitely... Uh, okay. There are elements of the story, and this is gonna, I guess it ties into my last positive. There's elements of the story that I'm just like, what? Why? Like, the plot is kind of just like, where are we going? Like, why are we doing it like this? Nobody, like, it's just so out there that I'm just like, okay. Um, and I think the key example of that is how, I mean, okay. See, this is gonna sound... Okay, this is going to sound political or something, but it's not. And I don't even think that they're trying to make any commentary. It might be ironic, but you know what? Whatever. Um, how completely inept they portray the U.S. government drives... Like, it was just like, what are we doing? Like, every time they would... Like, Amy Schumer's character would call um, the federal government, or her brother would call the federal government, and they'd be like we've been kidnapped or they'd be, or he'd be like, my family's been kidnapped. And the government would be like, well, we can't really do anything about that. I'm like, uh, I'm pretty sure us citizens are supposed to be helped. It didn't make any sense. And then later in the movie, you see that it's just them being completely like, Oh, whatever. That's not how it works. It just drove me insane. So it's just little story things like that, where I'm just like, this doesn't work. Um, and then another thing, and this is probably my biggest negative of the movie is I didn't buy that. I didn't buy uh, Amy Schumer and Goldie Hawn's relationship as mother and daughter. And in turn, I didn't care or buy their relationship arc. Like, I didn't care completely, about the. Emo- completely, completely yeah. agree with you. I didn't care about the emotional arc of that movie and the emotional center of the movie. I didn't care. So that's the biggest weakness of this movie. Um, and that's. Really, I mean, a lot of the times with these comedies, they have, they're really funny, but they also try to have some sort of major emotional arc and ends up being half of the movie. Um, and this half of the movie just did not work for me at all. I didn't buy their emotional arc whatsoever. So, like, there was a scene where Amy Schumer's character and, um, Gina Goldie Hans Hans character, I don't know if that's her last name. Uh, they were arguing, and I was thinking, this is not the time, because y'all are in the Amazon, and y'all don't even know where you're going. Yeah, <laughs> this is not the time to talk about this. <laughs> and that's that's the that's the problem with a lot of TV shows and movies. They have the wrong conversations at the wrong time. My gosh, and I don't even buy the mother's. I don't even buy Amy Schumer's mom's speech. I didn't buy it. I was like, that's, I didn't think, I didn't think she acted. I don't think she acted well in this movie. Honestly, I don't think Goldie acted well in this movie. I really don't think so. 
when she gave a monologue to Amy Schumer, I, I'm like, I felt like, damn, you know, like I'm supposed to feel bad. I'm supposed to feel some kind of way. And it did not make me feel like anything. I was just like, that's all you got? Nah, I can't even relate. <laughs> like, <laughs> So I, I didn't think she sold me well on her um, on her performance in this film. I haven't seen her in anything else. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not going to go ahead and say like, she's, she's a great actress. I'm disappointed. From what I saw in this film, I, I don't think she gave a good performance. Yeah. All right, fair enough. So, I yeah, I just there there's a lot. As much as I did find the adventure kind of fun, there are parts of it that I was just like, eh, is this part really necessary? Um, there's the part where they get, um, they go, and I guess it's like a Native American kind of town or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? And there's a tapeworm situation. Um, that was Yo, I thought good. that crap was I thought that crap was so funny. Really? That's the, that's one oh, of the parts that made me laugh. See, because I, I couldn't. It was I disgusting. The, I thought the Hispanic guy, the Hispanic guys were just so funny. Oh yeah, they were. Where he was just like, where he was just like, hello. <laughs> I was just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> see, see, I, I, I thought they were funny. The thing that drove me insane was number one, I didn't need to see that. That was disgusting. Um, and number two, I. <sighs> See, everything leading up to that moment was funny. And then the actual moment where they're dealing with the tapeworm drove me. And like, I was just like, that's, oh, why are you showing that? And then why is Amy Schumer reacting like that? Like, that's not a normal way to react at all. <laughs> it's it's kind of like she's protecting her baby. Yeah. But I'm like, but that doesn't make any sense. It, uh, it, that whole sequence just drove me insane. And then that whole kind of section of the movie, it was kind of like, I don't necessarily, it's not really progressing the plot anywhere. Um, It was just kind of, that was another, that was like a really emotional arc centered part of the movie and it didn't work as we've already discussed. So I don't know. Do you have anything else or do you want to rate it? Let's go ahead and rate it. All right. Um, I am. I ended up thinking this movie was okay. Is it as good as Trainwreck? No, because there's no moment in this movie that makes me laugh as much as Amy Schumer and John Cena's sex scene in Trainwreck did. That scene is, it was one of the best comedic scenes of that year. Um, so this ends up being an okay movie. It's not good, really. I mean, I, I wouldn't call it good, but I'd say it's definitely okay. So I'm going to give it a six. I mean, hey, maybe this speaks to some of Amy Schumer's humor and maybe she'll end up not hating me for this rating. I'm giving it a 6.9 out of 10. 6.9? Yeah. What are you getting it? Giving it a solid five. Yeah, I figured. You were definitely lower on it than I was, so. Hey, I mean, it's it's. I will say this. It's, it's a huge step from 2016 comedies, guys. So go definitely check it out. That is my positive. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah. Ho- hopefully we keep going um, and making positive steps with these movies. But yeah, um, unfortunately, this was the only movie we were able to see this weekend. But we will be seeing um, at least one and hopefully two other movies for our Tuesday episode. Um, we still have King Arthur, Legend of the Sword, and um, The Wall is out. So The we, Wall? Yeah. The that one war movie with isn't John Cena in that one actually? 
No. He said John Cena. The wall comes out this weekend? It's out by me. It's not out by you? I didn't see anything by me. It's oh, just maybe. the wall. That's uh, weird. Me, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm about to check right now. Okay. I mean, that, that would be really weird if I'm actually getting a movie that you're not. So, I don't know. But... I'm going to be low-key kind of salty, but I mean, that's just me, though. You get all of the movies that I, and I, that I don't get. So Carlos, no it doesn't reason. matter, Carlos. I'm supposed to get them all. What? Oh, man. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so look at right now. All right. Well, you know what? Before we actually move on to TV, I'm going to kind of split up my recommendations. So I'm not piling them all onto the end. Is that cool? Whatever. <laughs> Ozzy Whatever. Salty. Um, but he might not. No, I don't, you don't, oh God. I don't, I don't got it at Regal. Really? I don't got it at Regal. <laughs> Is it not no, in another I'm, theater too? I'm about to check right now. Okay. <laughs> um, but anyway, so, um, let's, let's talk about. See, I'm trying to decide what I want to talk about here. Um, well, I already mentioned Master of None, so I'll say that briefly. Master of None is freaking... Season 2 is freaking great. It is better than the first season, which I actually really liked the first season. And season 2 is better. I Like I said, I binged it all yesterday. So, <laughs> I watched the entire season. Um, you know, maybe... Because I know Miles watches it, is it as well. So, maybe if he is able to watch it in a relatively... Uh, at a relatively decent pace, then maybe we can have him on for like a mini review of it. So maybe I'll save some of that. Um, my first recommendation, I guess, will be Brick. Have you heard of that? Have you heard of Brick, Ozzy? No. Okay. I have not. Brick is um, Ryan Johnson's first. I believe it's his first feat. No, I think it's his second feature film. But it's no, his is breakout movie. Um, if you don't know who Ryan Johnson is, he is the director of Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. Um, he directed Looper as well, which is um, I have long said is my favorite sci-fi movie of all time. Um, and he directed Brick as well. Brick blew me away. This movie has given me so much faith in Ryan Johnson as the director and writer of Episode Eight. Um, he, this movie is just, it's its really, truly special. I, I watched it, and I was just like, at first I was like, I'm not, what what is kind of going on here? Like, I wasn't getting it, and then it clicked, and I was like, oh my gosh. If you're a fan of movies at all, like, if you are a film for person, and you like kind of those old detective noirs, or even know of them, like, you know of the tropes of them, watch Brick. Brick is so good. It had me hooked from start to finish. Joseph Gordon-Levitt was incredible in this movie. The story was just engrossing the entire time. And, jo and I'm telling you, I was all in on this movie. And the dialogue and the writing, it was just, it was so impressive. And I'm so, I have so much faith in Ryan Johnson as a writer and director based on this movie. I cannot recommend this movie more. I guarantee you, this movie came out like in 2005 or something like that, 2006 maybe. And if I was like making lists of top 10 movies of each year, I there's absolutely no way this movie wouldn't have been on my top 10 list of that year. And honestly, and I yeah, I know I'm coming off somewhat of a high, uh, high off of seeing this, but because I saw it two days ago, but it's honestly one of my favorite movies now period i loved this movie watch this movie rent it it's on amazon it's on voodoo freaking find it rent it watch it so good highly recommend it can't recommend it more that's my first recommendation <laughs> um yeah, all right let's move on to tv <laughs> ozzy 
Um, what did you watch this week? Did you watch all the CW shows? Yeah, I did. Okay, those uh, are the only shows I basically watch right now besides Blacklist. Okay, fair enough. Um, wait, what about? Uh, well, I guess Supernatural is a CW show. Duh. Uh, <laughs> um, I was just like, wait, what about Supernatural? But I was like, okay. Um, yeah, so I guess let's talk about what do you want to talk about first? Supergirl. Yeah, sure. All right. Um, what did you think of this week's episode? I kind of forgot that I watched it, but I watched it, and <laughs> I really did. I was like, did I watch Supergirl this week? Okay. <laughs> it wasn't amazing. I thought it was kind of annoying with, um, what's his name? What's his name's face? Uh, Monel. No, Jimmy. Yes, him, Jimmy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was kind of annoyed with this character. I was just like, dude, come on! You were doing so good the past few episodes, but not annoying me. Now you're annoying me again. Because all he wants to do, like, where they're really trying to force him to be this person, and it's kind of getting annoying. And then the fact that he's just like, Guardian was supposed to not scare people. I'm over here just like, you're a dude wearing a weird suit, and it has a very low voice. You sound like the Christian Bale Batman. <laughs> um... I would run away. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah, see, look, we both are not fans of Jimmy. We haven't really never been fans of Jimmy. And that continues in this season. Just, I, I don't like him. I don't think he's well-developed. As a, I think he's so forced as a character. And they're just like, here, like him. He's cool, right? N- not really. I mean, you keep trying to tell us he's cool. And like keep, I was starting to uh, like him a little bit. And then they, then they had this episode where they just try to force him on us then it's like guys yeah you were doing a great job just by giving him like giving us doses of him and now you're like trying to give us this whole freaking plateful and yeah. we're, we're just like yo relax <laughs> it's um, not it's not good yeah the problem is that this episode is kind of focused on jimmy <laughs> so it's like if you're not a jimmy fan you're kind of screwed because I mean, he's he's the center focus of this episode. That's the bottom line. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. It, it was a fine episode. I I really and I actually do like the dynamic between um, uh, Lena Luther. That, that's her name, right? The Luther yeah. sister. Yeah. And the uh, what's the Monel's mom. I, I actually, I liked that dynamic. I was like, that's interesting. Like, she, it's going to be hard for her. And I thought that was a good kind of character and story set up and a good beat. Um, the, the one, the pro, another problem though is that, and it was interesting, the whole thing with like, um, this one race of aliens being controlled by the machine. And again, we didn't say this at the top. Spoilers for all of these shows that we talk about. So skip ahead if um, you hear a show that you're watching you're not caught up on. Um, but yeah, the, that whole, the whole race of aliens that was controlled by the machine that they were building, that was interesting. Um but I just, they don't really address it too much. It just kind of happens, and they're just, they don't really tell us why it happens. So I was just like, um, okay. And it was kind of just a, it almost seemed like just a setup to let Jimmy do do some something that was is perceived as cool. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. This is, 
it, it was a fine episode. I just, it's, I didn't want it. I wish it, it would have been better if it wasn't Jimmy centered. That's what I'll say. So, all right, you want to move on? Uh, sure, sure, sure. Oh, I just want to let I just want to let everybody know before we move on. Yeah, Carlos's favorite character, Cat Grant, is gonna be back in the show starting next week. Shut up. <laughs> uh, the, you know the the funny thing is, you told me about this before, and because I don't get to see the previews because I watch it like on demand and things like that. Um, the funny thing is, during this episode when I was watching it. I was like, even like we were focused on Jimmy in this episode and I still like, he walked into Kat's office who is now, it's now his office, right? He walked in there and I was like, you know what? It has been so nice to not have Kat on this season. It really has. Um, and I was sitting there like, you know what? Good for the CW realizing that Kat Grant was a problem and taking her off. And then you tell me that she's coming back in the next episode. And I was like, oh gosh. Oh, man, I'm not looking forward to that at all. Um, I, well, I guess we probably should talk about the fact that they, like, set up this whole alien invasion thing. And this is, I mean, we can assume that this is meant this for... This is when she comes back. This is when she comes back and yeah. she goes, guess what, National City? I'm back. And I'm over here just thinking, you're not remotely important to this alien invasion. Like, who are you? Yeah. Um, what I am hoping for, though, is that Superman comes that's back. That's exactly what I was trying to get to, yeah. Yes, because I, I do, because this is like a Superman, he's dealing with Superman-like people, so I do hope that he comes back. This would be, see, this would be an instance of another crossover to do, but CW doesn't think like normal people, apparently, so it's just going to be Supergirl. See, but Superman has to come back, right? I mean, it only make, it doesn't make any sense for him, him not to. I would love for him to come back. Yeah, I would honestly love for him to come back because I think the, I, thought the, I thought the actor did a pretty great job. I thought this season, honestly, this season started off very strong with him and Supergirl. I loved it. I loved the dynamic. I loved their chemistry. I loved him. I loved his. I loved him mentoring her. You know, and I loved how she worked off of him. I loved what she was learning, and I was like, okay, she's becoming a better hero. She's learning more about herself, and I like that. But then they took him off, and and it kind of got kind of weak from there because she wasn't really growing. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. I mean, I hope that he comes back. I really hope that he does. All right. Let's move on. Um. I'll briefly talk about my other uh Tuesday shows, and then we can move on to um the Flash. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, Brooklyn Nine Nine, very good. I, this I keep saying it, but this has been a very strong season for Brooklyn Nine Nine. I, I really honestly, if there's another um, comedy show that you need to watch, um, because I know you watched um, New Girl and uh, um, you're watching what Superstore is Superstore over? Yeah. Okay. If there's one that I would recommend that you try to catch up on, the problem is it's not on Netflix, I believe, so that would make it hard, but. Um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is so good. It really is. Um, this episode kind of focused, or I believe we got two episodes and they were kind of Holt focused. So that was good. Um, but yeah, Terry Crews is so good in that show and everybody's really good in that show. But anyway, all right, let's move on. Um, for, I will briefly talk about, um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Because the season finale is next week, so I think I'll spend more time next week um, with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Just because, I mean, 
it, it'll be the season finale. There'll be more to talk about. But I mean, if there's ever an episode where I really, really want to talk about it with somebody, it is this episode. Oh my gosh. Um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's something special. This, okay. I was not in love with the first story arc. First story arc. I thought it was a little up and down. There were great episodes. There were okay episodes. Second story arc was pretty good. And the third story arc uh, has been the best. And then it is, it wrapped up last night with an absolute just banger. Honestly, it was so good. Um, the crazy thing about this past episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is I got, you, you got 30 minutes to the episode, and it's this huge climactic moment. And you're sitting there going, wow, this was a strong episode. Great way to finish, or great way to send us into the finale. Then you look, and you're like, oh my gosh, we're only halfway through this episode. It, it's just, it's so impressive. And... um. I believe I said this before. No, no, I think I, I'm getting it confused because we talked on the phone a little bit um, earlier in the week. But the problem, and this will lead us into the Flash talk, I guess. The problem with the Flash, and I'll get into it, but I thought that this was an okay episode overall of the Flash. But the problem is it's on the same day as Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I watched the Flash, and then I'm sitting there, and I'm like, okay, that, that was an okay episode. And then I watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. blows the Flash out of the water. No contest. It's not a competition. You cannot argue it if you watch both shows. You cannot. And I'm just sitting there, and I'm just like... It just makes the Flash just seem silly. That just seem like, oh, that's that's cute. Like, you tried to have a good episode. It's so... It's so much better. And I've officially gone onto the side of Ace, who remember we had him on for a for a tweet. Remember when he said that Agents of Shield was better than every single DCCW show? Remember when he tweeted yeah. that and we had him on? I agree with him now. It, there, I completely agree with him. And I know Arrow is back and it's had a strong season, but it's still Agents of Shield is just better. They Arrow hasn't I don't know if Arrow's ever had an episode like last night ever. And but I know you might disagree, even if you watch the show, just because you've been a bigger fan of Arrow overall than I have. I can't get into that debate just due to the fact yeah, that I, I haven't seen any yeah, that's fair. Any Agents of Sealed episodes. It's just it's so much it, it really is. It's just Agents of Shield is so impressive and this season just honestly and it, it's yes, it had more downs than last season, but it reached heights that I didn't think that this show was capable of reaching. And last night is a prime example of that. Um, so yeah, Agents of Shield, so impressive. I freaking loved it. Um, all right, now let's move on to the Flash, Disappointment City. Um, take it away, Ozzy. Damn man, last week we found out that Savitar is. Drumroll, please. A time remnant. <gasps> oh my gosh! Exactly gosh, what I I'm said it so would be. So <laughs> excited? Not. I'm not. I'm not really excited. That is. It's pretty stupid. Really stupid. Um. Yeah. We're we're reaching new stupidity in the Flash, where Barry is the villain or a copy of himself. I guess. I don't know. Oh God! This, this, and then when when they're talking, I I couldn't have cared less at all because 
again with their explanations. The more you do it, the less the rules apply to you. What the? So lazy. That is so lazy. It's it's just like, you know what? You remember all these rules that we've talked about? Yeah, we can't really apply. Like we, we can't figure out how to write them, how to write stories fitting into those rules. So, you know what we're going to do? We're going to write it so that the rules don't apply to us anymore. What? It's just, that is the laziest writing thing I've ever seen on the show. And there's been a lot of lazy writing on this show, on all of these shows. But that's that's by far the worst. Uh, it's it was so stupid. It was the their explanation. I s- told you. I told all everybody listening that it was gonna be time remnants. And look where we are. We're at freaking time remnants. It's the single dumbest concept the show has ever introduced. It didn't make any sense when they used it to explain Zoom. It doesn't make any sense now. It's just and see. Okay, Th- this is. Look, if you can get past the writing, then maybe, and you can be like, well, you know what? I don't think the writing's that bad. If, you, if you're one of those people, th- and that's fine, because you have fun enjoying the show. I don't, cr- I don't care. I don't care. But <laughs> if you are one of those people and you say that, you cannot deny, do not deny that this show is basically just repeating itself over and over and over again. In season four, I don't have any faith that it's going to be any different. I know they've said, oh, it's not going to be a speedster. I don't care. I don't believe them. I honestly don't. Because this is the second season in a row. Think about this. This is the second season in a row where we've had a speedster villain. You mean third season in a row? Yeah. Well, third, but you'll get where I'm going when I say when I continue. Third season in a row where, where he had a speedster villain. Third season in a row when we had a speedster villain that had a mask. That we didn't know his identity. And now second season in a row. Where the identity is revealed. Or no. Third season in a row where the identity identity is revealed. And it's someone who was on their team. Okay. And fourth or second season in a row. Where it is someone on their team. But it's a time remnant of them. We're literally repeating last season. It is a speedster. Who wore a mask. It's revealed to somebody on their team, but it's a time remnant version of them. See, I could say that, and you wouldn't know if I was talking about this season or last season. That is sad. That is bad. That is bad TV. You cannot have two seasons in a row that are the exact same, and basically three that are the exact same. Because even though we really liked the first season, I mean, season one, nobody, people still talk about The Flash like it is the best show on the CW. On the DCCW slots, their their slate, that people still talk about it like that because of the strength of season one. People like whenever somebody goes, "Oh man, those DCCW shows, they're not very strong." Everybody's response is always, "Not even Flash. You don't like even Flash when it hasn't been like that for two seasons." People shouldn't be saying even Flash for two seasons now. It's right now. It should be even Arrow. Because Arrow is so much better than Flash. It's... Uh, look. It, it's really repeating the same beats over and over again. The... 
and I say all that, and then the overall episode wasn't that bad, and I know you can get into this as well, but I thought the whole thing with him losing his memory was actually kind of funny, and it actually said a lot about, I thought it was good character development with him and Iris, good kind of relationship development there with him losing his memory. Um, the villain was a throwaway villain, but I think it was just functional for whatever for this episode. So I ended up overall thinking the episode was okay. It's just when they said time remnants, the episode had the episode had lost me. So I don't know what what I went on a huge rant, and I apologize. Your thoughts, Ozzy? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love when you go on rants about the Flash. Oh boy. It's depressing. I completely agree. Yeah, I completely agree with you, man. When it comes to, it's the same synopsis over and over and over again, and it's just like they think it's gonna sell more, and it's not. It's the same thing, and it's always Barry trying to get faster. Like it's the same thing for the last like three seasons. I have to get faster. Like how many? Fa- like how many times do you have to get faster? You travel fast enough to like open portals to like, other dimensions and go through time. Enough. Yeah, like how much faster do you need to get? Like you try and think you time travel at this point. You created another freaking timeline. So how in the hell do you need to get faster? Cause you can't like cause you can't get too fast, because then you're gonna cause then you're gonna create then you're gonna go into a freaking because uh, then you're gonna you're gonna go back in time. And you can't go too slow because I don't know. So how, like, how, like, I don't understand, like, what he's trying to do. Like, I don't understand. And, oh, boy, when it comes to this season in particular, I this has been, I cannot confirm that this has been the worst season of Flash. It has been the worst season of The Flash. I agree. And this episode did not improve anything. Only thing I liked was... Caitlin working with the team while she was Killer Frost. And even then, they didn't take it all the way. They didn't take it as far as they could have. Yeah, I think because her character's not even necessarily a villain in the comics. You know what I'm saying? So I thought they they could have used that to kind of, you know, she's looking for a cure. Let her join the team and see where she can go. And they completely missed that opportunity because then she goes back to Savitar completely missed opportunity and i was thinking everybody was saying that the speedster for savitar would be ronnie raymond it was a huge disappointment that it's not because for me that's her that would have been her go-to to say like okay what i'll do whatever you need me to do like that would have been that would have made sense but um i don't know this season this season's really not that great and neither was this episode i really wasn't impressed by this episode Sure, it was an interesting concept seeing Barry loses memory, but again, it's it's not something that I was overly excited with. It wasn't something that made that that excited me. It really wasn't. Yeah. All right. Um jeez. You want to move on to Arrow? <laughs> sure, let's move on to Arrow. All right. Um Arrow. Uh I'm starting to get a little annoyed. Well, I was starting to get a little annoyed with this whole like I, I guess I am. <laughs> I'm starting to get a little annoyed with this whole thing with, like, um, number one, Prometheus or Chase playing, like, pulling all these strings from behind the scenes and, like, setting him up for traps and things like that. I thought it was a really cool battle, bottle episode last week. 
And then they did something like it this week. And I was like, oh, gosh, they're not going to keep doing this over and over again, where he lured them into that place and then trapped them um, into what was it concrete is that the what they were trying to do or they were, yeah yeah they're trying like he was trying to bear, like i was like okay we're not going to keep doing this over and over again where he just lures them into traps right and then they get out of it pretty quick so i'm like okay whatever um and then we go through this whole thing he stops me this and i was like that was too easy and of course it was and he like gives us a smile at the end i'm just like and this is another thing i like how I like how they've made him so freaking smart and so freaking like ahead of the game, but it's almost like they keep pushing that point a little bit too hard where I'm just like, okay, we get it. He's a step ahead of everybody else. And this is just like, okay, he's a step ahead of like, I just don't get how he got that far ahead where he was like, you know what? I'm going to let myself get captured. And then all these different things. And like, what? Uh, I, I don't know. But Overall, it was another good episode. The I this episode did not at all, even do, though I am getting a little annoyed with some of the again plot points that they are hitting over and over again. I don't think it's changed. It hasn't changed my opinion at all on this season. It, this has definitely been a revival season for Arrow. So I'm definitely excited for the next two episodes because yes. we're going to get more characters and, and 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 stuff like that. So. Definitely excited to, to see that. Was this one of my favorite episodes? Probably not. You know, we're dealing... Uh, one of my negatives of this episode was was Renee. Renee and his daughter. Yeah. I was... Yeah. Okay. They keep they keep pushing these things back and forth. Where he's like, I want to I live with my daughter. And I want to live with my daughter. And it's just very annoying to see. Because a few episodes ago, we see him like, Oh, I'm going to get a lawyer, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, no, I don't want to. So it, it's kind of annoying when, with, with that storyline because we're supposed to care, yeah. and it's making me not care. That's 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 one of the negatives of of what I saw. And then this episode, it, it was all right. I didn't like how Adrian Chase kind of bowed down to Oliver. I didn't like that. I was just like, oh, come on, man! Like, <laughs> you've been proving that you're basically better than Oliver this whole entire season. That's what you've been trying to show us, and then you bow down to him. It's kind of annoying that you did that, but whatever. Part of his, like, like being a step ahead, like, he's he tricked them into taking him captive. I, I don't get why, but for some reason, like, he knew that they would do it. And I, don't know. I mean, I, I, I will say this. Adrian Chase has, has, has been one of the villains that continues to wow us and shock us throughout the season and i don't think we've had an, a villain that has necessarily done that for a while i think the last i think the last villain that made us go damn like that's crazy was probably zoom and he probably and he only did that for one episode and that was that was the episode when he basically beat the flash up yeah like very early on in the season yeah yeah so and that was that was his only big wow moment to me was when he really destroyed the flash mm-hmm. so again i mean that i mean adrian chase continues to still wow us and i'm i'm, I'm i saw faith that he has a plan and i have faith that he's going to explain it so i'm not entirely upset with that yeah um man uh, see okay what do you think about the thea stuff the thea where she came back 
she came back and Oliver, I mean, we had the whole storyline with his dad that I was just like, okay, I mean, it's fine. Um, but what do you think about like Oliver showing her the tapes and all these different things? With her showing all over the tapes and stuff like that. Well, yeah. But oh, then, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I think they need to do something with Thea, man. It's, yes. it's been five th- five seasons straight where she was a preppy girl. Now she doesn't. And the, I, I'm going to go ahead and say this. It's been since season three. It's been the same thing with her character. It's like, oh, I want to do this. Oh, but I, I, I went too far in. So let me back out. Oh, I want to do this. But I went too far in. So let me back out. Like, they keep making her cross the line and it's just, I'm kind of getting annoyed because she is a great character and I do like Thea. I I liked her a lot in season four and I kind of liked her in season three because it it gave her more stuff to do, Mm -hmm. but it's just, and I, and I did like her being in this political thing with Oliver because it just shows, it shows her maturity, but it's just, it's just there's no character growth in her actually at all because she keeps crossing the line. And it's just, guys, when are you going to write her to not cross the line? Like, what do you want to do with her? Mm-hmm. You have her all over the place and you're not giving her a, a substantial, you know, a substantial uh, place in the, in the series. You're just not. Yeah. I thought she was fine. I thought she was pretty great being mm-hmm. speedy, being uh, Oliver's, being a part of, being part of Team Arrow. Then they're just like, no, nah, we don't want her in Team Arrow anymore. Okay. I don't know why he did that. She was probably one of the positives of Team Arrow, but whatever. And then they put her then they put her in the then they put her in the in Oliver's political team. I was like, Oh, she's doing pretty cool. She's doing pretty good at that, you know, sure. I like that. Then they're just like, nah, we don't want her there. So it's just like, what do you want this character? What do you want to do with her? Yeah. Um Honestly, and I think you'll disagree with me. I think they need to kill her. I I agree with you that they don't know what to do with her, and I think it's just like kill her. I mean, it it'll give Oliver an extra. It'll give Oliver something to go through. <laughs> I just, they don't know what to do with her. You're right. They really don't, and they keep doing the same thing over because they just don't know what to do. They don't know how to make her functional, a functional member of the team. Um, and she is when she's part of it, but then they always bring her in the direction of, you're right, going too far. And they don't know how to deal with her. So I think just kill her off and make that a dramatic kind of focal point for the show. Um, make it something for the show to start revolving around. But I don't know. Um, See, like, I, I wouldn't, uh, and I don't necessarily disagree with you because it's just, it's just sort of, they don't know what to do with their character and she's kind of all over the place. So for me, it's like, look, I really don't want you to kill her. Cause I like Thea and I like the actress playing Thea. I think she's doing a great job with what she's given, but at the same time, you keep giving her the same crap, basically the same synopsis of I crossed the line. I need to go away. How many times are you going to do the same storyline? That's, that's one of our biggest problems with the flash. You keep doing the same story. So, it's like, if you don't know what to do with her, as much as I hate to admit it, you should probably kill her off. Yeah. Because it's annoying the crap out of me. That's one of my biggest negatives of error overall, is they don't know what to do with this character. With that particular character, they don't know what to do with her. Um. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. Um. I can, All right, we'll briefly touch on the flashbacks. I'm... 
I need this the flashbacks to wrap up. I come on, like we we get back to the island. I'm like, okay, we're gonna catch up with the flashbacks, and then something else happens. I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't like. I was like, you can't just do that. You can't just set us up and be like, here, the flashbacks are about to end, and then nope. And I'm like, but I want them to end. <laughs> I thought this was a good ending point, and now we're back to being I, I don't know it's whatever i i really hope that this whole storyline doesn't last too long and it shouldn't because technically the flashback should end this season right yeah they are gonna end this season so yeah so i i was just like can we end it already and then they do this and i'm just like it better pay off i really hope it pays off but any opinions on the flashbacks or do you want to move on uh, I mean, not really. I was kind of whatever about the flashbacks. It, it didn't really bother me a lot too much. I'm kind of, I've been annoyed with the flashbacks ever since uh, we got off of season two. Oh, really? So just, I mean, yeah, I guess. Yeah, because, I was, you know, it, come on. We, we know, like, Oliver's been stuck on an island, or so we thought, for five years. I don't need to see it. No offense, Oliver. I, I don't need yeah. to see it. It's not nothing... Nothing interesting has significant has significantly happened for me to care about what well, happens see, on I, the island. I don't mind the Russia stuff, and um, I actually thought this was probably the strongest season of flashbacks in a while. Uh, I, I disagree. Yes. Well, yeah, okay, in a while, yeah. In a while. I'm not saying it's the strongest overall. I mean, the first two are definitely pretty solid, so... Yeah, um, I mean, I think this one... I think, I think the Russia was pretty good, too. It's just... Like I, I have no opinion of them. I mean, it's. I think. Uh, I think Russia. I think these flashbacks are overall been pretty good. I mean, it, it's basically season two material of flashbacks, which isn't bad at all. I did. I really did enjoy season two. The season two flashbacks. Yeah. Um. But again, it's just one of those things. Where I'm just like, I don't really. They don't really care anymore. Yeah. Fair enough. Um. One show that I haven't really talked about on this podcast that is also on Wednesdays is Fargo, and Fargo is really good. If you do not watch um, Fargo, um, it's an anthology series. They're on season three, but it's an, an anthology series, so you don't need to have watched the rest of um, the rest of the show to just watch it. And I believe there are three or four episodes in on this season, so it's easy to catch up on. I do recommend it. It's some got some great performances, um, including Ian McGregor. So, and he was really good. And this this episode was because I was kind of like for the for the majority of the show so far, I was kind of just sitting there and I'm like, okay, when is this all gonna kind of like collide together? When are all these different storylines gonna come to a head? And we get set up for that. And I'm very much looking forward to the next episode. Uh, Fargo is very good on FX. Check it out. Um, all right, moving on to Thursday, Supernatural. Did you watch Supernatural? Yes, I did. Um, what'd you think? I thought it was a pretty good episode. It was so emotional as well, kind of, because we saw like what happened with Sam's... I kind of thought Sam liked her. I forgot. I think her name was uh, Eli or something like that. And I felt really bad for Sam. You can you can tell that he, he was definitely feeling some type of way uh, for her death. And um, I hope Jody doesn't die. I hope Jody does not die. I'm gonna be pissed if she does. I might stop watching the show. I'm playing, but um, <laughs> I, I really don't hope that she dies. I, I really need her to be alive. She's been one of those people that's always. She's been one of the. She's kind of like the female Bobby, and I kind of don't want her to die. I'm gonna be pissed if they kill her this this season. Yeah, I I agree. 
Um, I did really like this episode. I like the idea of the hunters being hunted. I think that's an interesting concept. Um, but yeah, it, it was a good episode. The Mary being kind of mind control thing is a little weird, but at the same time, I'm just like, yeah, I, I mean, it sets up, it's sets up from some good drama. So I'll take it. Um, it's kind of like, the it's kind of like the winter soldier yeah. type stuff. I think Mary's going to die next episode. That's my opinion. Um, I don't think so. Hey, that's just my thoughts. Um, so, yeah, it. Because the thing is, and I don't know, we we don't have to get into this because we're running a little long, and we do want to do recommendations, or at least I do. Um, the thing is, I I think that they kind of don't. This is a similar situation to Thea on Arrow. They don't know what to do with her. Um, they kind of introduced her, and they thought, okay, this will be a cool dynamic, and I thought. I mean, in a way, even the characters, I mean, Sam and Dean were like, oh, this is going to be awesome. We're going to be able to hunt with our mom. And then they kind of sent her away. I don't know. It was just. Uh, no, actually, she sent herself away. Well, I know. But the writers, that's what I'm saying. Oh. They the, the writers kind of sent her away. I'm just like, why? Uh, it's just, I don't know. It, it was a little bit of a weird dynamic. And I'm not quite sure that they know what to do with her. But you never know. I mean, maybe they turn it around in next season. She's with them. Um. I wish we would get to this whole, jeez, I, this is almost as annoying as, like, the whole Mark of Cain thing in season, what was it, 10, where they keep, like, acknowledging that it exists and, like, every other episode they'll mention it or they'll do, do something to try to reach that, to try to deal with it, but overall, like, they don't really accomplish anything with it, and that has been this season with this whole, um, uh, Nephrim or whatever, the child of um lucifer they they just i don't know they, they don't know what to do they, and it's really annoying yeah it's really just like they keep like oh man we got to deal with that we got to find Cass. and then nothing happens <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's really just, just a lot of talking about they need to deal with it and then nothing happening um, yeah, and they're just like, look, I'm trying to find it, trying to find it. Let's just let's just let's just try to get let's just try to get a case. Come on, come on, let's just go for a case. Let's like. So you wanna you wanna take a break from stopping yeah. something that can potentially destroy the world? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Uh, uh, I don't know. Sure. It's it, yeah. So, anything else, or do you wanna move on? I'm just I'm kind of annoyed with the season because it's been yeah, like the I same agree. thing, and it's just like, hey, uh, I mean, we can't we can't find it right now, so let's just just go for a case. Sure. Whatever. Yeah. Cool. It's really dumb. It's really dumb. And I don't think Mary's character is gonna die. I think I think I think they're gonna I think they're gonna keep her alive for a bit because I do think that there can be some great moments between her sons and and uh, and her. So I hope and I hope that they keep her alive. I really mm. do. So all right, yeah. uh, you're not caught up on Blacklist, so we'll stay away from that. Um, oh, we can stay, we can talk about Blacklist a little bit if you want. Uh, we're running pretty. I mean, we're at like fifty. I'm just minutes I'm now. just I'm just gonna say this. All right, go for it. Agnes is the worst freaking name. <laughs> I've ever in my life. Yeah, I agree. Sounds like a fungus. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's stupid. No offense to like, anybody named Agnes you know, who listens to the podcast. <laughs> you know, let's just name my kid Agnes. Like, where did you come Like, what? It's like, not a good baby name. From? I'll agree with you there. <laughs> like, this is like a, like, I mean, I'm pretty sure Agnes is like a 1800s, late 1700s, whatever. Maybe even 1600s type name. Like, oh, Agnes, how pleasant it is to see you. I wouldn't even feel right saying her name. I might just call her A. Hey, hey, how are you doing? Like, 
it's just I didn't I don't I don't like her name. It really bothers me. And she is legit the easiest baby to steal. Easiest baby to steal. Every time someone's in Liz's someone is in Liz's apartment and it's not her or Tom. Yeah. It's Oh, did she see Blacklist Redemption got canceled? Yeah, I did. Yeah. It wasn't I it really wasn't that great. Invest any time in it. (laughs) I really like I tried the I tried the pilot. I'm just like the pilot is so dumb because it's just like her his dad's alive, and his dad thinks that his mom's trying to kill him. What? And it's just like, and he's just like, but I know you're my son. And I'm just like, this is really dumb, and I don't like it. Okay. Yeah. I try to give him like a night, um, like, because he did have an interesting backstory, but it's just like, they try to get way too convoluted with it. Yeah. And it, they do like another Elizabeth Keene type thing with Tom, and it's, yeah. it doesn't work. Yeah. Um, last show that I will mention before we do recommendations, Better Call Saul. Better Call Saul is one of the best shows on TV right now, period. Like, I mean, that's, there's no question. It might even be the best show on TV at the moment. It is so good. And last, the last episode or the latest episode was the best episode the show has ever had, in my opinion. Um, and the last thing I'll say about it is that this is definitely I showed, I said that maybe Miles will come on for um, a Master of None kind of recap type thing. I will guarantee you right now that once Better Call Saul ends, Miles will be on this podcast and we will be talking Better Call Saul um, because it does not get enough love on this show. But that's just because I, I'm the only one who watches it and it's hard when it's just me. Or it's hard when it's just one of us who watches the show for us to talk about it because, like, we're not sure if the other person's going to watch it, so we don't want to, you know? So it's hard, but um, Miles will definitely be on to talking about Better Call Saul. All right, let's do recommendations. Ozzy, do you have anything? Um, uh, uh, nothing. You should go first because <laughs> I enough. need to think about it right now. <laughs> All right. Um, I already mentioned Master of None, which I watched a lot of. Um, and I already mentioned um, Brick, which again, please watch Brick. Please watch Brick, and you will have no more doubts about if Episode Eight is going to be good. Anyway. My last recommendation, and I've been tweeting about this a lot, actually, is I've been watching, um, I don't know, I've been in a Hitchcock mood, and I believe I mentioned, no, I talked, again, I'm confusing our phone conversation with the podcast. Um, Yeah, Alfred Hitchcock is considered by many to be one of the best directors of all time. I don't know if I'd go that far, um, but I think if there's a Mount Rushmore of directors, he's definitely on it. Um, and just because of what he did for cinema, what he did for film. I mean, a lot of the classic cinematic tropes, a lot of the classic movie things that you know and love as like, this just feels like a great movie. He did it. He started it. Um, and I think that's needs to be appreciated by more people. So I started watching a lot of his movies. Um, I've already, I had already seen, um, North, North by Northwest, um, which Bob, for some reason, was taking shots at on Twitter. I don't know why. Maybe we should have it on to discuss that. He was taking shots at um, a classic movie for some reason. Um, and Gosh, Bob. <laughs> and I watched three Hitchcock movies in the last couple days. I've watched um, Psycho, Vertigo, and... Um, and rear window, rear window, rear window. Excuse me. <laughs> Jeez, makes window. I'm, I got a little wrong, bit too much Star Wars on the brain. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, Psycho was so good. Um, 
again, all of these movies, they're just like a lot of the, the things where you're just like, man, it's funny that a director like Shyamalan is known for kind of his twists, right? And you sit there and go, man, he he really took movie twists to another level. I'm, and I'm just sitting there going like, freaking Hitchcock was doing this in the 50s. <laughs> like, Hitchcock was doing this stuff in the 50s. It's ridiculous. I watched Psycho and I was like, oh my gosh, dang. Like, it blew me away. Um, and the same thing with... Um, vertigo it blew me away how well like the story was done and how the thing that hitchcock is a genius with and a master of is tension and these are not really horror movies they're just kind of thrillers i mean psycho you could consider a horror movie and i wouldn't argue that but a lot of these are just thrillers where you're just like on the edge of your seat the whole time and he does so well with that he does so well with building the tension like that and then when the moment happens where the story flips on it on its head and you're just like, oh my gosh. Like, uh, I didn't see the Psycho one coming. I didn't, like, there's just so much different stuff in these movies. It's so good. But Rear Window is the best of the bunch by far. Rear Window, I watched yesterday, I believe. It might have been yesterday. It might have been two days ago. I don't remember. But I watched it, and that movie is so, so impressive. I. <clears throat> It's, in my opinion, and I know, again, reason, you might say reason to buy it. You might say you just watched it. It's one of the best movies ever made. Rear Window is so impressive. I It had me hooked from start to finish. It's brilliant from start to finish. I, It's just, it's so impressive. And the thing is, like, we've had a couple of different movies that tr try to do something similar. But... It is so, the entire movie is basically told from one room, from the perspective of one room and the guy's looking out his back window at his neighbors. That's how the story is told. And it is so good. It's so impressive. I cannot recommend, if there's ever a Hitchcock movie you need to watch, if there is ever a movie where you're like, I want to get into classic films, what do I watch? Rear Window. It is one of the best movies of all time, period. So that's my recommendation. One of my last recommendations. Um, Ozzy, do you have a recommendation now? Um, no, I do not. But <laughs> Fair <enough>. I am. <laughs> I guess you kind of recommended a few things for me because you had like a lot to recommend. That's true. I guess I had so many that it kind of balances out. That's all right. <laughs> we can just kind of I'm sign just, it out, I guess. If you're I'm just good. gonna skip my recommend. Yeah, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna skip my recommendation. Fair enough. Um, definitely check out whatever Carlos said. Because I, I haven't be. watched any. He's probably going to force me to when I go over. Like, hey, man, what are you doing? You should be like, I'm watching this. And I'll be like, oh, okay. I think Enrique is going to rent Brick pretty soon. So you should go over and watch it with him. Because I'm telling you, I know Enrique is going to love that movie. And I'm pretty sure you'll like it, too. Um, and it's a very young Joseph Gordon-Levitt. So it's interesting to see him that young and that talented. So, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, Carlos, where can people find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cheery456. And, of course, make sure you follow us on social media all over the place, all at ScreenFellows. It's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at ScreenFellows. Um, and also the YouTube channel as well. Going to be having lots of content come up there pretty soon. Working on our next top ten list, so definitely be on the lookout for that. You're probably going to be disappointed, by the way. Just letting you know. <laughs> Just letting you know. There is one thing that was omitted that you and I are both very upset about. Yeah. And so. also, there's another thing that I'm very upset about um, as well. But, um, hey, 
we 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 take it as a consensus, as a team vote to check what's going to be on our top ten list, and um, just going to go ahead and say I'm not very proud of my team of, of our team right now. <laughs> just we're not we're not really proud of our team right now. We're kind of disappointed. Now you know how we're I gonna feel be, about the we're last gonna, list. We're not, yeah, and we're not going to be. We're not going to blame you if you guys curse us out on the YouTube comments. I'm not. I, I can't blame you. I can't blame you. But anyways, but anyways, uh, you can find me on on Twitter at Castro Ozzy, and you can definitely email me your disappointments uh, at ozzy.castro@screenfalls.com. Definitely email me your disappointments, and I will be sure to read them to the team when we have our meetings. So yeah, definitely, definitely do that when you guys see the the YouTube video. It, it, I'm very disappointed. But anyways, but anyways, guys, we hope you enjoyed the show. Please feel free to listen and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Please write and review the podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Also, check us out on YouTube. We're gonna have a very disappointing top ten comedy list coming out for you guys. Oh so gosh. definitely check it out. It's going to be disappointing for you guys. I'm telling you, check it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh yeah, but guys, this is Screen Fellas. <laughs>